Hi there. Welcome to Treasures and Truth with Tokwe. I'm happy to have you here on the show. I am your host, Tokwe Kiku. Um, everyone wants to feel happy and alive, but it's so easy to feel defeated in this crazy, crazy world that we live in. Um, this podcast is all about helping you to discover the hidden treasures in your trials so you can renew your confidence and live in freedom. So if you're going through a difficult season right now and need encouragement, you'll find support here. You've come to the right place. And in the studio with me today, uh, we have a guest. Um, She's a teacher, an inspirational speaker, an award-winning writer, and a photographer. Uh, She also does whatever the Lord asks her to do from day to day, uh, whether it is encouraging others, or helping them to find joy. Um, And one thing I will share about our guest is that from the time her son was born, she always felt that he would die young. Uh, So today she'll share with us how a near-death experience of her son, Isaiah, drastically changed her life and the treasures she discovered in the process. So please join me today in welcoming Mrs. Christina Custodio to Treasures and Truth podcast. Welcome, Christina. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here and get to talk to you today. Yeah. So, um, Christina, you've written a memoir titled When God Changed His Mind. And in that memoir, you begged God to change his mind and save your son. And one of the things I think you talked also talked about is that you had a sense that your son would die young. So where do you think that thought came from? And um, how can you explain that to our listeners? I really think that it was God who gave me that sense. And the only way, the only explanation I have is that it was preparation. You know, sometimes when we're prepared for something, it doesn't hit us as hard and we can maybe handle it a little bit better. Not that it's easy, but sometimes, you know, having a little bit of preparation helps. And I think that God gave me that early on. So, um, so can you then give us a little back? So we kind of started at the top. So give us a little back story, uh, uh, backdrop to, to your son Isaiah's story and how, um, how you've seen God at work in that. Well, he was 13 years old when, when I got a phone call from his football trainer and he was at football practice and he had a really bad headache and they told me I should come pick him up because he didn't need to practice like that. So I I wasn't really thinking much of it, but I went and I went to pick him up. And when I got there, he was not able to speak in complete sentences. He was throwing up. He couldn't walk on his own. It was very clear that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. So I took him to the emergency room and ultimately we found out that his, he had a severe brain hemorrhage. We didn't know why. We just knew that his blood was filling up with brain. His blood was his brain, excuse me, was filling up with blood and he was dying. So, you know, my worst fears (laughs) came true. And, you know, what I always felt was, was happening. And in that moment, how did you feel as a mom? I I can only try to imagine. It was hard to believe that it was happening because we had no warning really that, you know, he hadn't been sick. He had never 
had any kind of hospital stay. He barely ever got a cold. So it was just kind of a crazy place to be. And I was very scared. I was still not panicking because I didn't, we didn't know for sure what was happening. And actually at the time I didn't know he was dying. I know that now, but I, I just, I just thought I cannot believe this. You know, I can't, I think this is what I feared was going to happen. This is what I have felt for most of his life. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. So, so um, he was in the hospital um, and you were there with him. And during that time, you mentioned in your book that you had peace. Yes. Um, And so can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So we had lots of family and friends in the waiting room with us and lots of support. And while he was having emergency brain surgery, I left everyone and I went into the bathroom and I prayed. I started praying. I knew I needed to pray. That's what we do, right? In these situations. But... I didn't know what to pray because I felt like God had always prepared me for this. I felt like I knew the answer already. So uh, what do you say to God when you feel like he's already told you? So I just begged him and I said, God, change your mind, change your mind, change your mind, change your mind. And that's all I could think of to say. And I walked out of the bathroom and I felt perfect peace. And I did not have a sense of whether he would live or die. I just knew that we would be okay, that God would take care of us. My marriage would be okay. My girls would be okay. And regardless of what happened, we were going to survive. And, you know, I, I still begged God not to do it, but, you know, he gave me that peace. Mm-hmm. That what did, what did that, so for someone who is, listening in and thinking, okay, you have peace. What does that look like? What does that feel like? It wasn't necessarily, you know, I didn't have an absence of worry. It was not an absence of emotion Mm -hmm. over it Mm -hmm. because I still dreaded (laughs) the outcome. Yeah, It just meant that, you know, again, I knew that God would get us through. And then it wouldn't always feel so bad if he died. I just had that knowing. And again, it, it, it didn't take away. It didn't take away the fear. It didn't take away, you know, the dread. It just, I just knew I would get through it. Hmm. So you had that in the midst of your son having this um, brain Hemorrhage? Yes. You yes. had this perfect peace. Yes. You just knew that he would be, everything would be okay. Whether he lived or died, right. they're going to be okay. Exactly. So that then brings me to this question, uh, because to, to come to that place of peace, I mm-hmm. wonder what was your relationship with God like uh, before mm-hmm. this event? Well, I always had faith. I grew up in the church and you know, I thought I had faith, but how do we really know until it's tested, right? Yeah. But probably a year before this happened, I had prayed quite a bit, asking God to do something in my life. It took me a while to remember this, by the way. <laughs> um, I asked God to show me 
something about him. I wanted, I wasn't feeling God for, for a period of time. I went to church every Sunday, you know, I talked to him every day, but I didn't feel him. And I think so many of us have felt that before we're trying to be faithful, but we're just not really feeling him. We don't know if he's really present in our lives or what we're just, we need something more. And so I prayed that he would give me something, something to draw me closer to him probably for a good year. And I was aware that that is a very dangerous request. (laughs) I knew that, (laughs) (laughs) but that's how bad I wanted to feel him. That's how bad I wanted to, you know, just have a different kind of relationship with him. So um yeah that's that's where i was at the time so how did that experience um grow your faith during Mm. that time how did you grow and what were some of the treasures you would say you discovered in that process since you were already asking the lord for you know that draw me closer give me more intimacy i want to feel you i want to hear you and so now you're here um What did you learn? What were some of the treasures that you you learned, you discovered in that process? Well, that he does hear us. He he did answer that prayer. And, you know, whatever that means, exactly, he changed his mind. And Isaiah lived. So that right there, because I knew it could have gone the other way. I was very aware that, that, you know, I, I know God doesn't stand at the crossroads. He already knows. But... I knew that he heard me and I knew that he was present and he gave me that peace that I, that I felt. And even that night, he showed me so many things. I felt like every single day we were in the hospital for 44 days, every single day, he showed me something. It was, there was a family who was there and they didn't have as much support as we did, but we had friends bring us food and it looked like a buffet, you know, at a church, <laughs> at a church, um, at a, a gathering. Yeah. And so we were able to share with other families who were there waiting for their children to have surgery or whatever it was. We were able to share and tell them, you know, God provided this and we we're happy to share that right there was something that I just thought, man, we get to we get to share God's goodness with other people. There was a mom, a young mom who was there with her toddler who had surgery. And I could see that she didn't have much. Her clothes were a little dirty. I could tell that her shoes were too small for her feet. So I, and that was maybe a week into our stay. But um, I asked her about what size shoes she wore. I asked her, you know, um, what she had on. And I was able to reach out to my church family and we collected clothes and shoes and we were able to send and snacks and things for her. Mm -hmm. We were able to send her off even just toiletries and things so she could take a shower there. So that was just, Oh my goodness. That was such a huge blessing to me to see, okay, there is, there are so many reasons why we are here. There are so many people who don't have what we have. So I just, I, every day God gave me those gifts. He gave me those treasures to see that he was in every single day, every single moment. There were so many things like that each day. 
Wow. So in in what you are in the hospital for the four days and you're you're there with your son. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will he make it? Will he not make it? Mm -hmm. And you see God's outpouring of blessings to you. And then to have that that peace of mind that mm-hmm. now allows you to see other people and not yes. just be well well my son <laughs> it's not all focused on you but That's right. you're able to see other people yes that that Wow, that's a testament to to God's faithfulness and goodness. Yes, and I knew it was a gift because sometimes we can't see until after everything's over, but he was letting me see in the midst of this trial. Yeah, yeah. So how how did that, um, as you experienced those blessings, like reaching out to that one lady, and I'm sure Mm -hmm. that there were many more. um, I'm sure that on the one hand, you were probably thinking, well, yes, Lord, I see your blessings. I see how you're blessing me. And I see how you're, you know, using this experience to reach out to others. But mm-hmm. you still don't have the answer. Is my son going to leave? Is my son not going to leave? Right. Did you ever question, Lord, why do you allow this thing to happen? You know, I didn't because he was showing me so much. In the midst, I felt like, and again, he had prepared me. Yeah. He had prepared me for something happening. And I was just grateful he was alive because mm-hmm. I didn't think that was going to be the outcome. So I, I really didn't ever ask why, because he showed me, he gave me the gift of sight, of opening my eyes yeah. so much. Yeah. So for, for our listeners who may find themselves in a similar situation mm-hmm. and who may be questioning um, why did this happen? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them? That's a really good question because, you know, that's the eternal question, right? Why do bad things happen to good people? And it's so hard to understand. But, and as we've gone through through our journey, Isaiah still has some troubles. He still has some weakness on his right side. He is not perfect the way that the world would see perfection. So I have in the past, you know, thought I've seen other children that this has happened to. It's not common, but I've met some people and they have no problems. They have no residual issues. And I've thought, well, why can Isaiah walk away with no issues? But very quickly, the Lord reminds me that we each have a different story. Our stories each have a different place in the kingdom. And part of our testimony is that Isaiah still has so much joy through all of his troubles. It wouldn't, I don't know that it would be the same story if he didn't have these troubles. You know, if everything went back to normal and everything was perfect, it wouldn't be the same story. And he has touched so many people in his, what the world sees as imperfection more, I believe than he would if he had come out unscathed. So, and I think it's the same thing. I've, I've felt sadness for other mothers whose sons did not live. And I know that they might look at me and say, well, why did her son get to live? But God, the only way I can explain is that God sees the big picture 
he sees how he can work all of the bad things for our good and his glory, not just our individual good, but for the good of the world, for the good of humankind. Yeah. And we can't see it. We can't see it. He sees the whole, he's got the the picture on the puzzle box and we're just, you know, we only see the couple pieces around us. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I can explain it. We just have to trust that he knows. And we really have to kind of put selfishness aside, knowing that trusting that somehow, even if he doesn't let us know it's for good somewhere. I don't think he makes these things happen because I think, you know, through the sin of man and through just how things have happened and history and world, even sickness, you know, we've caused a lot of this ourselves way back, started a long time ago. So I think it's what he ever intended for his children, but he's going to use it. He can use it. He does not waste our pain. That is so well said. Um, So that if you're in that place today and where you're asking why, mm-hmm. um, is to know that we only see a, a, a piece of the puzzle, a piece mm-hmm. of the picture, but God has the bigger picture and he yes. will use these things. And, and I like what you said about, you know, Isaiah came out uh, not totally, you know, back to baseline with the way he was, some mm-hmm. other children, had this similar experience and they came out and they're fully fine, fully functional. So mm-hmm. you could ask, but why, why Maybe he's not, but right. I love the way you, you, the way you describe that, even in that God has used those uh, mm-hmm. imperfections mm-hmm. to do more good things in his life. And yes. on top of that, he has so much joy. And so yes. if you find yourself wrestling here today, um, just, Trust the Lord that he knows, he knows, um, and he can help. He can help us uh, when we ask those questions, why? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, Christina, so um, as we we, uh, wrapping up our uh, time together, I would like to ask, what's one thing, you know, our listeners have listened to you today, They've heard your story with Isaiah. And so what's one thing you would like for them to, that they could do after listening to your story? I think one thing that's very helpful is pray and ask God for to see what he sees and to know what he knows. Obviously, that's not going to be everything, but just get some insight to what he's doing in our lives and the help that we need to trust him because trust is hard, especially when we, we don't understand, we can't see what's doing, but if we can commit to trusting him and believing that he is who he says he is, then we can have joy regardless of our circumstances. We can have joy knowing that he loves us. He is for us. And the same goes for our children. If we can trust him with our children, if we can trust him with our marriages, if we can trust him, you know, with every circumstance, then we're going to, we're going to be able to walk through this life with so much more joy and peace, just knowing that he's going to work it all for good. If we can just get a mind that is 
thinking on those things Mm -hmm. that thinks about, you know, just our good, his glory. Yeah. So, so having that mindset that God is in control and we can trust him and he will work all things out for good and for his glory, for our good and for his glory. And if we don't believe it, say it over and over again out loud until we do. Yes, I like that. So, yeah, that's something that I've had to practice myself uh, is, Lord, I don't understand. When I get to those places where I can, I don't even begin to know what's going on. I just say, Lord, I don't understand, but I do trust you. Yes. And sometimes I would even say a variation of that, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, that right there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um, so, uh, Christina, where can people find you? I am almost everywhere. <laughs> Facebook, Christina Custodio, author and speaker. And I, you can go to ChristinaCustodio.com and Custodio is spelled C-U-S-T-O-D-I-O and Christina with an H. And actually, if you go to my website, you can find all the places (laughs) where I am. So they can find you on social media. They can find you on the website. Um, Where can they get your book? So in your memoir, uh, you've written a memoir, details of story. So if they want to know more about when God changed his mind, where Mm. can they find that? Anywhere books are sold online. Christian bookstores would be a great place. You know, those small bookstores would, they need our support. Yeah. But anywhere books are sold online. Okay. Yes. All righty. Wow. Well, uh, Christina, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing um, your story. Um, (laughs) Such a powerful story of God's grace, God's redemption, and peace in the midst of real hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, thank you. Thank um, you for I having hope me. That I, you're welcome. I mm-hmm. hope that our time today inspires you uh, to tap into your own treasures. And uh, we'll have show notes for you at hiddentreasuresandriches.com. Again, you can also find Christina on the web, on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and her book, When God Changed His Mind, is available on Amazon and anywhere where books are sold. So if this podcast, um, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and also leave a rating um, because it will help to get it noticed on iTunes. And lastly, I'll say, remember, no matter what you're going through, God has answers. So whether you are facing relationship challenges at home, at work, or any other crisis, God has answers. Trust him. So we'll see you next time. And until then, God bless you.